0: What's up, everybody, and welcome to episode 62 of the Lukewarm Games Podcast, your weekly source for unique perspectives on all things video games and pop culture. As always, I'm your host, Luke Lewis, and today I am joined by the Halloween zombie of Animal Crossing, Claire Homberger.
1: Hi, everybody. <laughs>
0: <laughs> nice. That's
1: a that's an apt title because I was dressed up. dressed up as a zombie earlier today, but then I changed my change costume, costume to t- Tinkerbell. So mm-hmm. I've been enjoying changing my costumes in Halloween. I've been for Halloween I've been Sophie Hatter from House Moving Castle. I've been a zombie, a wizard. Um I was Tinkerbell the last time I saved and closed out. I also went as the suspicious widow at a murder mystery party. Um, and I took some very fun photos with that one. That was fun. Um, and also the devil. So it's been a good time.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Well, speaking of Halloween, we have a Halloween centered title track main topic this week where I am going to be pitching why I think the Scream movie franchise should receive a video game adaption. I will plead my case. Claire will ask questions and you, the listeners can decide, am I onto something? Anyway, I digress. How's your Halloween going? We're recording this on Halloween. On Halloween, yeah. The official day of Halloween. Spooky.
1: It is going good. How about you?
0: It's going good. I feel like I'm eating way more candy this year than I have since I was like 10 years old. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know if that's like a... I've deprived myself of candy for this long and I've recently rediscovered it. It's been a good time. For my weight... Probably not very good time, but, you know, it's okay.
1: Well, shout out to my mom for getting us the, like, 10-pound Oh, my bag. God, so much
0: candy. <laughs> so much candy.
1: And uh, now we we got we to gotta finish it. We just shout gotta. out to your
0: mom, and then also shout out to Peanut Butter M&M's.
1: Shout out to Peanut Butter M&M's, specifically. It's
0: a dual shout out. Those are dope. They're very good. They're, like,
1: the best part of an M&M combined with the best part of a Reese's Pieces. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> Indeed.
0: Um, But before we get into Halloween discussion, let's jump into We've Got the News, our weekly news segment, where we break down what's going on in the video games industry. So two big kind of news drop game showcases this week. We had the PlayStation State of Play, and then we also had the Halo Infinite campaign overview. So I thought we'd jump right into the PlayStation State of Play since you and I just watched it as of this recording for the first time. We'd had some light spoilers throughout the week on Twitter yeah. and whatnot, but, you know, mm-hmm. you got to see it for yourself to really get a sense of things. Um, what did you think overall of this? You know, It was about 20 minutes? What do you think? 20-minute yeah. brief showcase? Yeah.
1: So as someone who is into a very specific handful of video games and usually at these things I'm I find my ones that I would like but for a lot of them or at least like for some of them I'm like yeah probably won't check that out probably won't get to it but for this one there really wasn't anything for me except for bug snacks for which I am incredibly hyped how about you what do you think
0: yeah I was kind of in a similar boat I feel like I play a lot of different things and enjoy a lot of different games in terms of genre in terms of you know, length and Mm -hmm. gameplay style. Um, So I'm always on the hunt for like the next surprise or what looks intriguing to me. Um, This showcase overall was fine, I think I would say. There's a couple things that I, I feel inclined that I'll probably check out. The Bug Snacks DLC does push me to want to go back and finish Bug Snacks, which I didn't Bugsnax. get to last year between everything else, so that's something that's definitely on my radar. Like I, I was excited to see The Death Store is coming to PlayStation as someone who played the game not to completion but played a good chunk of it on PC earlier this year and it fell off my radar just because of everything else that started coming out. I would love to jump back into that and PlayStation being like my main place I play would be a good time to jump back in. I also could see it being a really good Switch game, similar to how Hades functioned on Switch of playing in bite-sized chunks and things. So super excited for that one just to find a bigger audience because I think the two-person development team really deserves all the attention they're getting. It's a really, Mm -hmm. really special title that I definitely think will be in our Game of the Year conversations. Um, Other than that, the big show closer was supposed to be the devil inside which or i'm sorry little little devil inside which is an indie title that was first shown at the ps5 showcase last this would have been twenty june, june 2020 i believe yeah. leading into the launch of the ps5 um i was really excited about this game and i still am excited but the trailer that they showed didn't necessarily move the needle much for me I think the art style is really striking and I love the like kind of bastion style narration of what the player character is doing. But it had this kind of odd structured thing where you're moving around an overworld map that didn't look super fun, but it was juxtaposed against the moment-to-moment gameplay where you're walking around the world that does look really cool. Yeah. So I'm curious to see like what the moment-to-moment gameplay will be like if yeah. it's more of a walking... I don't want to say walking simulator in a negative context, but like a narrative-based game where you're moving through the world, things like that. I'm still definitely intrigued, but this look didn't really do much for me, and everything else that was shown just felt pretty meh. It felt like a lot of sponsored things that they needed to put some trailers out for. Nothing felt particularly striking
1: yeah I'll be interested to see what the ratio um of the different gameplay styles and art styles is in Little Devil Inside yeah if it's like a tiny bit of overworld stuff but it's mostly in that stylized beautiful um up close art style that we like or if it's like half and half or I don't know I feel like I have
0: the gut suspicion that it will be but based on the amount of overworld map stuff they showed in the trailer it makes me a little concerned
1: yeah same same um, but I'm super excited for the bug snacks stuff. That looks
0: Yeah, it looks really and fun. E- I and
1: really, really want you to finish Bug Snacks so that we can have
0: kind of lead, a lead leading discussion. into this,
1: talk about the game um, as a whole. Listeners, a whole you'll bit. know what I'm talking about. How is this happening?
0: Based on the end. Based on what? the end
1: of Bug Snacks and Fair. like what is leading this to happen. And I have a lot of questions. Um and, yeah, I just really want to talk about that with yeah. you. And the, also, I just want to talk about snacks in general with you. I've been for waiting sure. for you to get back to it because Definitely. it's so this is fun. A good, This is
0: a good, like, push. I think January, for though. me, like, post-Game of the Year discussion, once I get through my backlog for the current Game of the Year contenders, I think it'll be a good time for me to jump back into snacks. It'll be a good palate cleanser the start of the year. So that's my current plan. Yeah. I did want to talk about one other game that was shown that I thought looked interesting. Um, mm-hmm. It was titled "We Are OFK." Was the name of the title. Um, it's an indie pop. The the premise is that you play as an indie pop band OFK, and it's being developed by the co designer of Hyperlight Drifter for a new five episode music biopic series. So it had kind of this like tongue in cheek writing style. But you're like, there's like interactive music videos and it's kind of this narrative that you're shaping and you're choosing dialogue options and sending text messages to your bandmates as you like navigate this like music career game. Mm -hmm. Cool premise. I feel like the trailer didn't really know what it wanted to be. So that's what makes me a little concerned about like the overall tone of the game. It was like, it's a dating simulator and you can flirt and you can choose narrative adventures and you're, you're, you're doing music things. Like it was just a lot of different things that could work well together, depending on how the final product yeah. comes together. But I was mildly intrigued.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I, I'm intrigued by the premise, but the way it's presented, I, I, I'm not sure if this is totally off base, but it seems like it might just feel like an ad for the band's music and i don't know the band
0: is it a real or band care about their music. or is it i think it's a, no i
1: think that's what they're saying you're gonna play they Ew. said you're gonna play through a music video for each of the songs on our new huh. upcoming ep so i think it's like
0: a time kind thing? of yeah hmm. like with their
1: real life music and i i don't know the band or care about their music so i don't
0: have that
1: have that attachment to and it just I don't know. That does make sense little, based on. I think it's a little. I'm
0: reading an article right now curious. from the PlayStation blog that was assembled by Jillian McAllister, and she mentions that the band, OFK, teams up with co designer of Hyperlight Drifter. Yeah. So, so that. They're making the video I think that does strengthen themselves. what you're saying, your argument here. Yeah, that does make sense. Huh. Like I said, we'll see. Interesting premise, but if it's a cash grabby type thing just to promote the music. I don't know if that's as interesting. Yeah, could be cool. But but also we'll maybe it's
1: not like that. I don't know. Maybe I'm just being a cynic.
0: <laughs> well, I the the fact that it visually it looked cool. And it's developed by the co designer of Hyperlight Drifter, which is a really well regarded title. Mm-hmm. And, you know, obviously, this designer knows what he's doing in terms of producing a game. So I'll, I'm just curious what this final project will look like and what yeah. kind of tone and gameplay it strikes in terms of like the middle ground.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: Cool. Um, so I think that covers everything we have on the state of play. Yeah. It was all right. It was kind of yeah. the verdict. It wasn't like the worst thing I've ever seen, but they don't all it... need to be
1: show stopping E3 style events. It's fine.
0: Well, and I think they've established kind of expectations for what a state of play is versus what a, um, showcase is where a showcase is more of an E3 level. We're going to show some high-profile Sony Studio titles, whereas the state of play is we're we're going to have a lengthy look at one upcoming PlayStation title, and then we're going to show you a bunch of different things that aren't going to speak to everybody. Yeah. So, that being said, I think they did that, but... Yeah, for sure. To what interest level? I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, Let's jump into our next news story, which I'm, to be honest, far more excited about. Yeah. We got to see... The Halo Infinite campaign overview, so, or I'm sorry, not Bungie, Um, 343 released a big breakdown, first look of the campaign, and this was the first footage we've seen directly of the campaign, like, in action since it was revealed in July of 2020. Um, I'll go first on this one, just since I'm, like, the
1: the diehard Halo
0: fan. Um, I thought it looked stunning, I think. Visually, it looked really good. It definitely looked like a a drastic upgrade from what we saw in 2020. I thought I saw a number of new to the series gameplay mechanics in motion that just looked so fun. And based on my time playing the flight test several weeks ago of the multiplayer, I'm really excited to jump into the single player campaign. My only disappointment is that we won't be able to play co-op immediately at launch, but it's definitely something to look forward to. But Everything from um, the vehicle spawning to using the grappling hook, to you know, th- there was a moment where the Master Chief jumps out of a banshee midair, grappling hooks onto another enemy vehicle, and like all seamlessly does these different stylish moves and like really fun sandboxy ways. And it showed the overworld map where you're selecting quests and taking on outposts a lot kind of a Far Cry system where you can go to different places and take out enemy encampments, um, but go about it in your own way in this really large-scale sandbox that's yeah. a first-time mechanic for Halo. It just looks really, really fun. Yeah, And based on how good the gunplay and moment-to-moment action felt in the multiplayer flight, I, I can't wait. I, I really can't wait.
1: Yeah, I thought this looked incredible. Mm-hmm. I thought it was beautiful like graphically it legitimately it was, looked
0: good that's not me just being like yeah a no it did jaded halo fan that's like legitimately it i thought it looked yeah. very impressive you
1: can tell that they put a lot of work into this since you know a little over a year ago yeah when they had that controversial august trailer drop i think it was in august july year, july and um, I also just agree that it looks really fun. And as someone who in the past I get, I've gotten really overwhelmed and intimidated playing Halo with a bunch of other people because I don't have that experience level, mm-hmm. um, I still was like, oh, yeah, I'll play this with you. I well, was like actually excited to jump in when we do have the option yeah. to play the campaign co-op. I definitely want to do it together. Oh,
0: totally. And, and
1: I'm, yeah, I think it looks really fun. For
0: sure. Well, and I think the cool thing about Halo as a shooter, especially in co-op campaign, working together, it's always been such a sandbox on a smaller scale, albeit, but you've always been able to go about things different ways, mm-hmm. use vehicles, not use vehicles, use weapons, take you know, ranged weapons or close range weapons, you know, I, I remember growing up, I, even my mom, who's not the biggest gamer, but, you know, lo- loved to hang out and love to spend time with me. She pl- played the co-op campaign of Halo 1 with me <laughs> as a kid, and she just would, would drive the tank and just shoot everything with the <laughs> tank. That was her go-to. Um, but, like, it, I, I think on an easier difficulty, like, I think Halo can be pretty approachable and... Yeah. Also, everything I've seen from the game from an accessibility standpoint, you know, the triple key bindings and all these Mm -hmm. customizable control options they're providing for folks. Um, You know, Tim Geddes from Kind of Funny was playing the game with a mouse and a move wand from the PlayStation Mm -hmm. Move. Like he's like doing all kinds of different skews and things. So like people have options to enjoy this game how they need to and what works best for them. And I think that's really cool.
1: That's awesome. Um, That is awesome.
0: But yeah, just to reiterate like everything we saw from the vehicles, everything we saw from the different weapons. I'm also really intrigued by the story setup. Yeah. Um just in that it seems simplified from mm-hmm. what we saw in Halo 4 that kind of got overly convoluted within its own lore. Like Halo doesn't have this the, it has a pretty complex story if you really want to dig into all the different lore and mm-hmm. you know the expanded universe of books and different things that exist out there, but I like the fact that this is like a Chief and Cortana story at its core.
1: Yeah. And
0: that mystery of what happened to Cortana after Halo Five, I think, is really intriguing.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: Um, and so yeah, it's just it's really cool. I'm it is really cool. excited to yeah. be as excited about this Halo game yeah. as I am. Definitely. Um it's been a long time since I've like had this level of like I think going into Halo Four was the last time I was this excited because I loved three. I absolutely adored Reach. Mm-hmm um four was good but not to the same level of staying power that I felt with three obviously one two three and reach yeah for me personally but you know based on what I played on the multiplayer based on what I'm seeing from the campaign I think this one has a a, the staying power that I'm gonna be playing this game for a long time
1: yeah that's awesome it's nice to be really excited about it and it looked it looked fun I thought the humor hit yeah the writing was snappy so yeah, it's awesome. I have to.
0: I also want to give another update to listeners because post the recent, um, it was the Halo showcase that happened over Gamescom where mm-hmm. we got to see some of the multiplayer shown off and they unveiled the um, Elite Series 2 custom Halo controller as well as the Special Edition Series X. I'm happy to report listeners that I have secured a pre-order for the Elite 2 controller, which I was beyond, beyond excited. It's just, it's the coolest looking controller ever. Like, I I love that gold D-pad. I love the, you know, the grips. I've never owned an Elite controller, so I'm excited to use that on my Xbox and PC to play. it. Very excited.
1: Yay! Very,
0: very excited. I haven't managed to snag one of the special edition Series Xs. We'll see if that happens. I'm going to still try, but hyped to have gotten the controller. Yeah, at the for very sure. Because that was like...
1: That's what you really wanted more than the console even because it just looked I so did, cool. Just
0: visually, it reminds me of Halo 1 and like the special memories I had playing Halo with my uncle and yeah. my dad and my friends and growing up, like that series just holds a special place in my heart, especially those original, that original trilogy of games. Yeah, so. for sure. Good vibes. Good yeah, vibes. Indeed. December 8th cannot come soon enough. I think we'll be doing a huge podcast on oh, that. Yeah. We'll do a, a segment on the multiplayer. We'll do a segment on what we've played of the campaign. Maybe we'll bring in some special guests. Mm, Tease, guest. teas. Um. <laughs> anyway, lots to talk about with that one. Cool. So let's jump into our title track main topic. So to set this up, some of you might be thinking, Luke, why are you talking about Scream? A film (laughs) franchise that started in 1996 and hasn't seen a release since 2011.
1: Yeah, Luke, why are you talking about Scream?
0: Here's the thing. So we plan to watch a bunch of Halloween-themed movies this October. Mm -hmm. And Kind of Funny, who I love dearly and follow their in-review series, had committed to watching Scream 1 through 4... As a part of their movie and review mm. series leading up to January where Scream 5, or it's, it's titled Scream, but the reboot, essentially, of the franchise is right. coming out. Um, so I had never seen any of the Scream movies, and so the past couple nights this week leading up to Halloween... After you went to bed early, I have watched now Scream 1 through 4.
1: You've basically been binging the all binged,
0: week. <laughs> I binged all four Screams, and I didn't necessarily think this these movies would be my cup of tea because traditionally I'm not a horror movie guy. Yeah. But I do love a good whodunit mystery, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of elements that are incorporated into Scream with that, and it does a lot of interesting things. And it also has just a lot of fun, like 90s vibes and camp Mm -hmm. and just ridiculousness that I just found really compelling. So yeah, I watched all four this past week and I really enjoyed it. And it has made me come to the conclusion that I think the Scream franchise would make a really cool video game adaption. So I'm going to pitch my game idea and then I assume there will be follow-up questions that I will address.
1: Yes, go for it.
0: So my favorite part of the Scream franchise is that campy vibe. Mm-hmm. You know, you have all these wacky characters. You have, you know, Courtney Cox and David Arquette as Gail Weathers and Dewey Riley getting up to ridiculous shenanigans. And you have all these cameos from like ridiculous actors that you wouldn't expect to have been in this classic horror franchise back in the day. And the it plays with, like stakes in such an interesting way of, you know, spoilers for the first movie. If you've never seen Scream, it opens with a young Drew Barrymore home alone and she's the first to get brutally murdered by mm-hmm. Ghostface, the like masked villain of the movie series. And that just like set the tone for anybody can die, anything can happen. There's not you know, the typical tropes necessarily played. And the movie is series is very meta in a sense that, like, it builds this lore. It comments on itself later. Reoccurring characters come back. Things are commented on. There's set things set up that happen in later movies. And this is one of those cool horror franchises that it had the same writer and director team, Kevin Williamson and Wes Craven, for all four movies. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, they won't be involved in the fifth one because Wes Craven, the original director, passed away in 2015. Mm -hmm. Um, So very sad, rest in peace. But there's just a really interesting through line in a way that, like, I've only seen this level of, like, you know, lore-building nonsense in video game stories. And that's not technically true, but I just think, I think of game series, like, Metal Gear or Halo in a in a sense or these games that are just like very involved and, you know, just throwing a lot of different things yeah. at the player. And that made me think, and for the record listeners, don't gang up on me for comparing Metal Gear and Halo to Scream. Like obviously there's better writing quality than Scream, but I think it's self aware of what it's doing in a way yeah. that I think is really cool. Um Anyway, so my game pitch is imagine a choose-your-own-adventure-style game based in the Scream universe, similar to a Telltale game or to Supermassive's Until Dawn. Um, I'm imagining it's procedurally generated and narrative-based where you play as multiple characters within the story, similar to how you did in Until Dawn, With this teen slasher film angle, Mm -hmm. Um, but the procedurally generated aspect comes in, you have choice-based dialogue, and you can choose actions, and you can choose how you're spending your time in the game that then results in different endings. Mm -hmm. So, for example, you could play it every year on Halloween... And you could get a different ending. There would be a different killer in the end and a different set of circumstances that led to you finding out who the killer was. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of replayability. Or not finding out who the killer is. Right. Mm. Right. Ooh, I I like that. I hadn't thought of that, but that's a good idea too to even fill it out further. I'm imagining like, um, in addition to the narrative-based kind of choose-your-own-adventure style, I'm imagining detective-style investigation gameplay Mm -hmm. similar to L.A. Noir, where you're you know, going to the crime scene, you're looking for clues, you're scanning the environment, you're,
1: yeah.
0: you know, you're looking for evidence that would point you towards a killer. Maybe you're conducting interviews yeah. with victims and suspects, and then you get dialogue options based on that and things like that. And
1: you find different I imagine answers based on what dialogue yeah, options Yeah, I
0: imagine the player character is like, I, I imagine a detective, mm-hmm. like a third-party detective that's come to the town to investigate what's going on, maybe an FBI agent even. So that way you get to talk to all of the iconic characters from the movie, you know, the Gale Weathers, the Sidney Prescott, the Dewey, Mm -hmm. Rileys. But then you could also introduce new characters that, you know, bring in players who aren't familiar with Scream. You know, you could bring in the Laura Bailey's of the world, you know, the high-level video game voice actors to bring in some different audience members that maybe wouldn't necessarily be drawn to Scream. At surface yeah. level. Okay. And then on top of that, sorry if I'm right. <laughs> I've been it's thinking about this a while though. Um, then on top of that, I'm imagining like the story has a very like zany campy vibe similar to what's done in the movies. Yeah. And I just think a video game is a really good medium for that because in these procedurally generated scenarios, they could do anything. You know what I mean? It could be yeah. so wild, the different scenarios. And I think a game allows for there was a, in the kind of funny in review, Tim Geddes was talking about how Wes Craven, especially for like the later scream movies, they filmed multiple endings mm-hmm. and the cast had no idea which was going to be the theatrically released ending until the premiere. Cause they wanted to avoid the ending getting spoiled on the internet right. before the movie came out. And I just thought that was really cool. And especially in like the fourth movie that's really focused around like Social media, streaming, and the idea of like influencers and being famous, and the movie came out in twenty eleven, so it's kind of a forward thinking idea of like being famous and making your living like streaming and making internet content because right. that was still kind of it was an the early, early YouTube yeah. days at the time. Um, so, but I just think the video game medium could you could do such wild things and yeah, different sure. different ideas. Then my final point before we dive into specific questions you have, I think a really cool idea in addition to this. So on top of the story-based mode, you could have an asynchronous multiplayer mode similar to Deathloop where friends can invade your game and get to play as the killer.
1: Now that would be super, super So you could
0: get really meta with it if you wanted to, but the main shtick would be the infinitely replayable story mode where you're choosing your own adventure style and you are you know investigating yeah these murders
1: yeah definitely
0: that is my pitch all right developers my dms are opened i will (laughs) consult you know you can buy the you can have the idea for free even i just want it to exist right on yeah yeah it's for the people you know i gotta i gotta do it
1: Absolutely. So, let's get into some details. Yeah. what do, So, you said so multiple... So, what do you think at a
0: surface level? I know you're not typically a horror movie person, but thoughts?
1: Um, I think that it sounds really interesting... And I just ha- I just have a couple clarifying questions to get a, a okay. clearer picture. So you say you want multiple playable characters, but then mm-hmm. you also said the player character would be like the detective or it's the FBI fair, agent. It's so, an ever evolving
0: idea. <laughs> so
1: are you thinking like your main character that you play as would be this? but then this agent but then every like at the end of every episode or whatever you play as a potential victim when you get to decide if they mm. live or die based on their actions mm. like are you going to run upstairs or out the window or grab I the think knife in or grab my the mind
0: rocket? so this part i'm kind of coming up with on the fly here the rest of it i had like kind of pre-written if you will as far as ideas i had come up with but it's a good question i think i would have your main character would be the detective Mm -hmm. The unnamed detective that is investigating the murder. That's where you're really making choices that are drastically impacting where you go next in the game. Um, I think it could be cool to... It could be a a combination of flashbacks where you're playing as the victim to find out what happened. Maybe the as the detective you're finding bits and pieces of evidence and then the evidence triggers a flashback that then you're going back and you're playing as
1: kind of like a tell me why style
0: somewhat you're reliving the memory of you find the murder weapon what happened with the murder weapon yeah kind of thing you see blood on the stairs how did there get to be blood on the stairs? what happened there and maybe maybe you're sensing that to some extent um something like that could be cool i could also see it in the similar to the until dawn formula where you know there's about eight player char- playable characters in that um, game and you're bouncing around of you know doing this story arc between these two people and it ends a certain way then you jump to another character. And they're doing something completely unrelated in a different location and that ends a certain way. Because the cool thing about Until Dawn is that basically any character can die. Right. Live or die in the game. Like you can make it out with everybody alive or you can make it out with everybody dying. I think that would work really thing. So that's kind of what I imagine with with this is like maybe you get to... small vignettes almost like you said, lead leading up to these murders that then have you jump back to the detective to investigate why, but that's like the through line is the investigating why and who done it. But then you're also learning about the town and these different relationships.
1: I also wonder if it could be like a watchdog sort of situation where you have people on your team who are investigating it together But if... You have different
0: skill sets, kind of.
1: But also, if Ghostface gets that person, it's permadeath, and they're taken out of the equation, and you don't get to... The the other players don't get to find out what they learned since the last time they communicated.
0: That's really interesting, and that's, like, another level than I had originally taken it to. My thought, specifically, was that it would be more about, like, investigation and narrative than it would be about, about like, I have to make the gameplay choice correctly, so... But I do like there being some stakes of, like, at least, like, if a certain player or character dies, you lose out on that story arc that could have led to somewhere right. down the line, a <laughs> la Mass Effect. You know, yeah, like, it could... it
1: changes the potential yeah, ending. Yeah, like, I, I want
0: there to be stakes, but I don't necessarily want it to be, like, super gameplay intensive. Like, gotcha. I want this to be a pretty approachable game, right. I feel like.
1: Do you feel like you want to have it be in, like, episodes? Kind of like A Life is Strange?
0: I think it could but I imagine it all coming out in one go Mm -hmm. like a Life is Strange True Colors scenario where you know it's segmented in episodes that ultimately lead to a big finale episode but you can play it at your own pace you're not like Mm -hmm. waiting for it to come out like you have it all it's a Netflix show that you can binge play so to speak.
1: Yeah I like the idea of if it's broken up into episodes then you can see like what percentage of people did x y or z because that be always really interesting, interesting with this kind of game where you do have multiple endings
0: and maybe you can have save points too if you want to jump back and be like
1: well, what if i end.
0: did choice b instead yeah. like that kind of thing i think is always yeah. interesting and i'm also imagining this game being played in like a party setting of you know you got a bunch of people together you're all hanging out on halloween and you're shouting at the tv of what choice should you make and you're yeah. playing through it together yeah so that would like, be cool I definitely feel like that vibe for this.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So do you think that you would want the characters from the movie or would it just be set in the universe and Ghostface is still, you know, the the killer is still dressed as Ghostface, whoever the killer may be, but it's a whole new slate of characters?
0: I think it would be a combination. Like, mm-hmm. I think you'd want to have your iconic people from the movie to utilize the license. But I also think part of the fun of the Scream movies is oh what random cameo character are we gonna get in this movie like I keep referencing Until Dawn which has a direct connection to Scream 4 because they both have Hayden Panettiere as a main Mm -hmm. character um so things like that of like or in Scream I think it's three Carrie Fisher pops up (laughs) and Scream 2 Jerry O'Connell is randomly the boyfriend character like there are all these different characters in every single movie that it's like, oh my gosh, I didn't know Patrick Dempsey was in Scream Three. Yeah. Like, really, really random people because it feels like an older movie than it really is. It, does, it was made yeah. in '96, and then the sequel was '97. The third one was 2000, and then the newest one four was 2011. Mm-hmm. So they span a really interesting time frame. Yeah. Um, so it it was cool to go back and watch them, but. I think the game could strike a balance right now of like hitting the nostalgia of fans who understand the movies with those main protagonist characters, but also sprinkle in some cool video game related references. That's why I threw out Laura Bailey. Like I could see Laura Bailey and Troy Baker doing something really cool or like, you know, I would love to see like Tim Schaefer, who's like a wacky game developer from Double Fine. I would love to see him pop up as a, you know, an NPC character that you interact with very briefly. Like, it could just be a cool homage to video games.
1: Yeah. You know, <laughs> ma- cool. make
0: a Scream game for the gamers, yeah. I guess is yeah. kind of my, my thought.
1: That sounds awesome. I really like the idea of people invading your game, like, in Death Loop. That sounds yeah, really interesting.
0: I, that one popped into my head when I was thinking about it this morning, but I think that's a really fun mechanic in, you know, a largely single-player game to have this multiplayer element and you can at least in death loop you can set it to only friends can invade my game so it's not just like a constant thing of random people jumping in game or yeah. it can be if you want that experience but it's cool at least in death loop because when you successfully kill a player character that's invaded your game you usually get some sort of reward from it mm-hmm. and so I could see that being a cool meta game in this game mode of like maybe by killing the invading player you gain a new piece of evidence Mm -hmm. or you gain a new narrative cutscene that enhances backstory of one of the characters in a cool way or yeah things that are not necessarily like essential like you could turn that mode off if you didn't want to deal with it but like it adds another layer to the Mm -hmm. gameplay
1: yeah for sure that sounds really dope do you have any anything else you want to say about your game
0: I think that's my big my big pitch. But anyway, I've become somewhat of a big Scream fan in the last <laughs> week, and you know I'm I'm looking forward to the fifth movie. Um, we did our big review of the Boys TV show,
1: yeah.
0: Um, and Jack Quaid from that show will be involved in Scream as well as a lot of the original cast. So I'm interested to see what that was because surprisingly, it, Scream is kind of a weird movie franchise in that like. It gets more campy, but then the fourth one felt less campy than previous ones, and mm-hmm. it felt more dialed into social commentary and things. So, like, like I said, it's a very self-aware franchise that I just didn't expect to be as deep and interesting as it actually is to yeah. kind of pick apart. So, yeah, for sure. Once again, furthering my case for this <laughs> video game, definitely. Um, another. I'm on board. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Um, another kind of closing question to this topic. Um, I wanted to throw at you as obviously this was my video game pitch. Yes. Do you have any other classic Halloween films that you feel like warrant a video game adaption?
1: Well, you know, your Scream pitch is incredibly well thought out and detailed, and you have a lot of passion behind this Thank project. You, I, so, you, I, 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 you know, you can't expect me to match that at all.
0: No, um, the, but this on, is just more of like a casual, like, yeah, throwing out ideas discussion. Sure. You know what but I mean? On
1: the topic, I do have two... Smaller, less developed ideas that I think would be cool. Yeah, go. And I'm got? not sure. I'm not sure if either of these would count as classics. Um, maybe this first one would. But classic I think to you, classic Halloween to
0: movie you enjoy. Um, What's one you go back to? Well,
1: a classic for me is Halloween Town, right? The classic the Disney
0: Channel original movie.
1: And I think it would be really cool if there was an like a somewhat open world or open world RPG in the Halloween Town universe where you like pick your monster character uh-huh. and dress them up and design them and pick their specs and whatever, and then you run around Halloween Town doing activities, solving mysteries, fighting baddies, etc.
0: I'm imagining like a costume quest-esque yeah, thing, kind of where in it's that like vibe, cartoony and fun and like. There's some gameplay in it and some dialogue options, but it's like an RPG adventure game kind of.
1: Yeah, yeah. That'd be Something cool. Something like that. That'd be really yeah, fun. I think that'd be cool. And then the other idea I had... See, this is the one that definitely doesn't count as a classic, but you okay. know that movie Happy Death Day? Where it's like the, the sorority The Groundhog's girl. Day, but... Yeah. The girls time getting loop. killed
0: every... Yeah yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it'd be really fun to have a game like that where it is a like roguelike and you got to figure out who the killer is before you get killed and then you have to go back to the beginning
0: kind and, like, of a halloween themed time loop yeah game
1: yeah i think i could cool. dig
0: it i could dig it it feels like this is the year of the time loop game between 12 minutes death loop returnal forgotten city we had
1: hades last year which is
0: a i wouldn't consider that a time loop game though
1: I mean, I guess it's not a time loop, but you're but just like doing the same thing over like and over again. And
0: <laughs> yeah, I hear you. I hear you. I just meant from a narrative perspective, That's true. I guess, is what I was yeah, thinking. Yeah, yeah. No, I,
1: yeah. I, I hear what you're saying.
0: No, fair point, though, in terms of, like, the gameplay loop itself. Right. Yeah.
1: You're going back to the beginning and starting over.
0: Yeah, lots of lots of games in that vein, though. But it's popular and it's cool. And it's it's very interesting what you can do from a narrative perspective. Yeah, sure. And especially, I think, games like Deathloop or Forgotten City... That really intelligently remember what you did previously yeah. from a narrative perspective is really neat.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: Cool. Yeah, right. I like both those ideas.
1: Thanks. Do you have any other ideas? Um,
0: You know, there's a lot of, like, fun Halloween movies that I think could make, like, fun kids games. Like, we really loved playing Costume Quest together. Yeah, we did. That was Last fun. year. So, you know, I think of things like animated classics of, you know, the Casper caspers of the world we already have a ghostbusters game so i feel pretty content with that um yeah i don't know i think my scream idea i feel like could apply to a a couple different you know the slasher franchises there could probably be a halloween style one things like Mm -hmm. that but i do think scream is the most interesting in that realm just because of the meta-ness of the multiple movies and i think the way that each movie, because in Halloween, it's always Michael. I haven't seen every Halloween movie, but the premise essentially is that it's always Michael Myers trying to kill people. Right. Whereas I think Scream is interesting because Ghostface
1: is always on multiple
0: different. people have donned the Ghostface mask for yeah. various reasons and motivations. And I think that's why it's like, it's also interesting from a perspective of like, there's no supernatural element to Scream. It's right. literally just this clumsy person is donning this mask and killing people and they're calling on a phone and breaking into people's houses. And it feels like very plausible, hypothetically, in Mm -hmm. that, you know, a masked person is breaking into someone's house. So I think there's like a level of groundedness that's complemented by the fact that it's like totally zany and campy. Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I I think I, I agree. I think that would be a cool video game.
0: Right on. Right on. Well, shall we jump into our question with Claire?
1: Let's do it. So this week's question, what is your ideal Halloween evening? You get to pick a video game, a film, or a show, and a meal. Hmm.
0: I dig it. I dig it. For the sake of this question, I'm not going to pick exactly what we're doing tonight, even though I'm a fan (laughs) of our plan for the rest of the evening after we finish recording this. But I think for me, it's in, like, segments. Like, if we have, like, a group of friends or family and we're all hanging out, I imagine starting with like a nice party game a la, you know, a Mario Kart or a Smash Bros or a Mario Party, just something casual and fun, Um, or maybe a choose-your-own-adventure type game like Until Dawn where you're making the choices as a group and you're seeing how the narrative plays out, something like that. Um, Then in terms of like a film or a show, you you could kind of go one of two ways with it, but a horror movie of some sort like Scream or like the original Halloween. Yeah. I would be what I would gravitate towards or like a zany kids movie of, you know, the Casper or yeah. Halloween Town. I also am a huge fan of Ghostbusters, so that's obviously in the conversation. Yeah, for sure. And then in terms of meals, I've always associated Halloween with pizza. Yeah. You have a nice pizza while you give out candy to the trick-or-treaters yeah, or you terrible. get a pizza with your family after trick-or-treating as a kid. So that's kind of, yeah, that's my ideal right Halloween. On. How about you? Awesome.
1: So for the video game, I, I also agree that it depends on if you are by yourself or you got a company over. But I think I would say... Assuming that it's just you and I, mm-hmm. the ideal video game to play on Halloween, I think, is Costume Quest because it does have that trick-or-treating aspect. The combat is not super involved, so it doesn't... It's also
0: co-op, so you're yeah, playing... Yeah, so you're playing together, mm-hmm. and
1: the, the pace, it just... You keep it moving. You keep it moving, and you keep going house to house yeah. and collecting that candy um, because you don't get bogged down in the combat because it's not that hard. For sure. Um, and then, while you're passing out candy to the trick-or-treaters, it's, I, I always gravitate towards ghostbusters or poltergeist which i know is not your favorite
0: you're talking about poltergeist ghostbusters is definitely my favorite yes, but
1: poltergeist is not your favorite yeah um so I don't if know. it was just if, if if
0: i don't if dislike it, it it's just not like a go-to yeah. for me
1: if you if you were say you were uh, out you're you're making dinner or whatever i'm
0: out Okay. Out,
1: like out and about. I'm
0: out making you're
1: dinner? Out and about, or, or making dinner. I said you're out or making dinner. Oh, you're okay. Out Sorry. And I, I heard dinner. it was
0: one as one thing.
1: Um, Or maybe if you did like Poltergeist, I would say that. I've also been craving watching Pan's Labyrinth. So maybe I would throw that in there. Not wow. necessarily a Halloween movie, but it's scary. Yeah.
0: I also want to give an addendum to my answer because okay. it, it occurs to me that the video games I picked weren't specifically Halloween themed. Though I don't feel like they have to be. No, it's they don't It's just like have the vibe be. of the evening. But yeah. if I was by myself and I'm like trying to set the mood for what the evening is, yeah. I could see myself jumping into Resident Evil 2 Ooh, remake, yeah. which is a favorite of mine as far as like the horror genre yeah. goes. Spooky. So I could see doing a run of that. Yeah. Um, I also could see if I was really looking to get scared jumping into Outlast or Amnesia, which both of those series have been ones that I've tried to get into and been like, I'm going to try a horror game, you know, I'm going to do it. And I've just gotten really stressed out (laughs) about playing
1: them and stopped. Right on. Fair enough. So for me, yeah, Costume Quest, a movie about ghosts to some capacity. Mm -hmm. And I don't know what it is this year, but I am going to pick the meal that we are doing. Because for some reason this year, I've just had it in my head that we got to have spaghetti and meatballs on Halloween spaghetti and meatballs is the halloween meal and it's not like that's a tradition or anything but my brain was just like that's we what's gotta do it good. that's what's going that's what's it's going down classic, so, I'm, so i'm gonna put that in as my I ideal halloween meal Respect. but you also you gotta have a lot of candy you
0: gotta have a lot you of you gotta have a lot i of remember candy. growing up too my mom we would have like halloween parties with our you know family friends and whatnot yeah. and my mom always always do like the fun appetizers yeah, that looked yeah. like. Creepy Look Halloween like things, things but are that like stuff. fun food, finger food type right. deals. I can't think of we I remember one year we got the dry ice and she yeah. put that under the punch bowl so then the table looked like it was like smoky and foggy and spooky and stuff yeah. like that. Like For sure. things like that. Like just good vibes.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. Good spooky times. Spooky, spooky, spooky. Um yeah, and you got your, you know, you got your your ants on a log that you make, and you got your your witchy fingers and your Nutter butter ghosts, and you got your your spider pup cakes, and your dirt cups, and your you know pizza that you make look like whatever.
0: <laughs> your pizza that you make look like whatever. <laughs> well, you can go a End lot of different. That you can note. go a lot
1: of different directions with that. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Love it.
1: Anyway. Oh, and also you gotta have popcorn if you're gonna. Popcorn want is
0: yeah. a Halloween. It's a Halloween thing. You the
1: popcorn balls. You the popcorn balls. The party. Popcorn
0: balls. Yeah, yep, that was a thing. thing. It's a thing oh anyway <laughs> <laughs> we could talk a lot about halloween snacks
1: yes well,
0: we'll anyway we'll listeners let us know in the comments what are you snacking on this halloween candy, yeah. what's, what's your go-to candy what's your go-to halloween snack Ooh, that
1: would have been the question
0: too. what are you watching what are you playing we want to know
1: what is your go-to halloween candy me yeah what's oh, your man, favorite we need a whole
0: podcast on you, that? you
1: get one piece you're reaching in the bowl
0: i think i'm an m&m guy yeah you're a peanut M&M. or a pe- peanut butter m&m, yeah. M&M guy
1: yeah, you are.
0: I know that'll make enemies of you know, kind of funny zone. Greg Miller, he's an, a a regular Eminem guy. He lives and dies regular Eminems. But Greg, I just think there's room to enjoy both. <laughs> I'm not gonna say you're wrong, but I definitely don't think I'm wrong. Is what I will <laughs> leave it at that. So you're not
1: wrong, but you're not just putting that out
0: into the internet. <laughs> I doubt Greg Miller, newfound father, is listening. To this little KFBF podcast over here, but if he is, much love, Greg, to you and the fam. But peanut M M&M and M is pretty dope. Just saying,
1: peanut M's are pretty, but dope. I think that my go-to Halloween candy is also peanut-oriented, so I won't argue against you with my whole Do you heart. Go peanut butter cups. I go or peanut. Or but, I go Reese's all the time. All the time. It's you, not a wrong you, choice you either. You gotta get the Reese's. The, now, now, the, what? What it's is up the, there for me as well? What is the worst Halloween candy?
0: Oh, um.
1: The worst, like, commonly given. Not, like, me, plastics or whatever. I go but.
0: with, like, as a kid, what I was most disappointed of, like, oh, really? It was Tootsie Rolls and it was um, Smarties. Those were both for me, like, ah, uh, like really?
1: I, yeah, I agree with the Tootsie Rolls. And then I also, I, I really didn't, like, every time I got candy that I couldn't eat because of my allergies, that was really annoying. Fair, um, but, fair. But I feel like that doesn't count. But, yeah, I think the Tootsie Rolls are...
0: That just and always felt no. like the afterthought candy that you bought the giant bag of and gave each kid one Tootsie Roll. Yeah. It was just like, come on. Come on. Come on. Also, you can the, get little, candy the little
1: the little gum that comes in the, the yellow and blue wrapper.
0: Oh, those shit, aren't good. Yeah, those aren't those good. Those aren't good
1: for people who like gum, and I am not a person it's who likes gum. It's not good gum, gum either. Yeah.
0: yeah, that's up there.
1: So that's a that's a one.
0: Yeah. Also, shout out to the Kit Kat. You gotta have the Kit crunch. Kit Kat's is good. Kit Kat's good. Shout out to Skittles. On the fruit candy front, Skittles are good. I like, I the like purple, nerds. Purple also. bag of Skittles right now. Yeah, it's like the hot, hot thing.
1: I like I like nerds a lot as a kid. Those were good. Speaking of nerds, front.
0: if you want more nerd content, no. I'm <laughs> <laughs> All right, I think I think we, we've we've covered we've our covered bases. our bases. There's a lot of candy to unpack. Claire, thank you <laughs> so much candy. for joining <laughs> nice. on this Halloweeny centric episode of the lukewarm games podcast
1: my pleasure as always
0: listeners thank you so much for listening to this week's episode some quick housekeeping items please subscribe to our show on your podcast platform of choice we are now official on apple Podcasts, spotify stitcher and more if you enjoy our podcast consider supporting us on patreon at patreon.com slash lukewarm games for exclusive exclusive podcasts and more follow at lukewarm games on twitter to get the latest updates on our show and with that have a fantastic week cheers and happy gaming